welcome to Becoming the Crown, where we all have gifts and we all have talents that serve the betterment of our community. You will meet researchers, entrepreneurs, mental health professionals, fitness experts, and a host of teens from our community. Embark with us on our journey in Becoming the Crown. Welcome to today's episode of Becoming the Crown. I am your host, Hunter Keyshawn, and today with me is Tashara Mitchell. Tashara, how are you today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Let's let's get things jumping, shall we? Okay, so Tashara, let's tell the viewers a little bit about who you are, what it is you do, and where you're from. My name is Tashara Mitchell. I am born and raised in Norfolk, Virginia. I have two beautiful daughters. Kalia and Kayana, they are 10 and 13. My daughters, they inspired me to launch my business, She Fit Selling Women's Clothing. Okay, okay. So, okay, so She Fit. Talk a little bit about She Fit. What kind of clothes do you sell? Okay, I sell anything from casual clothing, business. I sell, you know, regular go out and shop, go out on a date, all types, anything that a woman is looking for. Size of small, medium, plus size. So all sizes, pretty all much. All sizes, slim, curvy. The entire umbrella is your company. Yes. Okay, so what inspired you to create this company and start this business of SheFit? I love to shop myself. So shopping, it's almost like a a therapy for me. Like when I'm having a bad day, if I'm stressed, whatever, shopping, that's what I do. So why not? I can shop and sell clothes at the same time. See, I love shopping too. So we're like relating on like a really, really (laughs) low level. So Tashira. Let's talk about SheFit in terms of how it's working with the community. Where do you want to see your business go and how do you want to see it help other people? As far as expanding where I would like to see my business go, my goal is to open up a boutique. I will be launching an online website, but the final goal is to open up a store. I would like to have this big store and hopefully I can open up not just to Virginia, nationwide. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. And with that store, what are you hoping to give to the community? Well, you when you have women, you know, maybe if someone having a bad day, hey, why not go, let me go shop at She Fit. Like I said, it's, it's, a re, it's like retail therapy for me, myself. When I'm having a bad day, when I'm stressed, me going baby in the shop and buy myself something that makes me, it kind of brightens up my day. So maybe someone else, maybe they having a bad day or maybe they got a date that they want to go on and they let me go find a nice dress, (laughs) whatever it is that, you know, that person needs. If it's someone that (coughs) is feeling a way or maybe they uh, self-esteem might not be as Hi, you know, I have clothes for every woman. You're a woman's clothing company, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Right. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so let's get a little more specific within the community of, you know, women trying to find clothes. You say it's therapy, therapy shopping, the community of shoppers that you're catering to. What is it about that community that draws you to them that you love about them? Well, just making people feel better about themselves. That's the goal. Goal. Is there anything that you wish could be improved upon in that community or is, is it just something that's constantly improving is it just like an overtime thing um, i would say overtime now when we first started i heard you mentioned that you had children and you're a parent so you know with everything that's going on with this pandemic therapy is a big part and i love that you mentioned that shopping is a like an outlet for therapy something to help people cope with everything that they may be going through so i want to ask you how has everything that's been going on with COVID and the pandemic affected you and your family? You want to talk about that? Sure. Number one, the education. With the kids having to do virtual schooling, mm-hmm. I myself am taking college courses. I was before COVID. I was taking in-class classes. But, of course, I had to switch to online classes, and I'm more of a hands-on. And with this virtual schooling, I'm noticing that my kids are more hands-on, so it's a bit difficult. I'm a full-time employee. I'm starting a business. I'm taking college courses, and then I have to be a teacher for my children as well. So it's been a bit difficult with them having to learn through a laptop, you know, I, I don't feel like they're getting, you know, the appropriate education as they would if, when they were in class. Right, right. How would you say that has affected, let's say, our your emotional well-being? How have you been coping with that part of, you know, everything that's been going on? Um, I'm, I'm making it, but it's it's a bit difficult. It's, it's been really difficult. Uh, it's stressful. I don't really, every day when I get off work, I know that, you know, with one of my daughters, she have one teacher. But I also have my second daughter who have seven different teachers. When now that they have to use these laptops, they have to, you know, before they could just basically use iPads and laptops for playing games. Now they actually have to be able to go in and know where to look to find their work, go to this course to make sure you complete this work, you know, knowing how to submit their assignments, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. them both being in, you know, the one, my oldest with the seven different teachers, she have to go into seven different courses and make sure that all her assignments are complete. Right. Make sure she's not missing anything. And when I get off work, that's normally how my day goes. I go, you know, try to make sure as well, make sure they haven't missed anything. If it's something that they need to help with, you know, I'm learning all over. You know, school is not the same like when I was in the the same grade level they are now. So it's almost like I'm learning all over again, but I'm trying to teach them as well. So be coping. Coping, trying to trying to teach in that that We're making it that aspect of you know self accountability, you know sometimes you know especially now it takes a lot more responsibility and the own well doing 
to be able to still make it. Right. Right. So, you know, during times like this, you talk, you went into really, really great detail about everything that a lot of families may be going through. Right. So during times like this, how important is Crown and Scepter to just be a source or outlet for people to cope and to make it through everything we're going through? Well, when you got families just like mine's going through it, like I said, I, I, I have a full time job. I'm starting a business. I'm taking uh, college classes myself. So with me, you know, Crown and Scepter have that. Uh, they're able to support, help support families and teens, you know, when they have parents who are working all the time or, you know, constantly busy. Right. That that extra support is needed. Mm-hmm. Extra support inside of school and outside of school. And that's right. Right. And Crown Accept is that outside of school piece. I know me personally, I got my in-school support, but in a time like this, my outside of school support is like so it's been so influential Mm -hmm. on how i make it day to day right i think that's an important part and i'm glad you mentioned that now let's go back to your business you said you did women's clothing modeling so to share i hear that you have some models with us today yes i do i have two models nicole and kenya and before i say this i'm not a model i know i look good but i'm not a model (laughs) y'all But uh, to share it, yeah, just share with the viewers what your models are wearing here today and possibly where they can get some of these amazing items. Okay, we have Kenya wearing the two-piece black blackout set. I have those sizes small up to 2X, very stretchy, also available in multiple colors, red, orange, pink, and white. I have Nicole wearing the black one-piece which I call the slam dunk set. She's wearing a large. I have small, medium, and large in that as well. Also available in blue and orange. You can follow my Instagram and my Facebook. She fit slim and curvy. December 23rd, I'll be launching my online website, www.shefit.com. Y'all heard it all. Now I got one last thing to say to you all and you, Tashira. Thank you for being here today with us on this episode of Becoming the Crown. We hope to see you join us again. And you all will definitely be seeing her as she becomes the crown. Thank you, Tashira Mitchell. Thank you. Grace and I are actually gonna go in the house, we're gonna wash these up really well, and then we're gonna cook them. So join us in the kitchen. Okay guys, so I've washed the greens. Um, Again, you wanna wash them, rinse them two to three times so that they're nice and clean. Um, And after you do that, you're gonna put them in your colander, you're just gonna set them to the side. So what I'm gonna show you is, my greens are really, really simple. There's only about four to five ingredients, um, really easy to make. So the first thing that I want to show you is you want to get a pot that's big enough um, to cook the greens in. So my favorite is using my La Crusette. 
Um, and the second thing is you need some type of a seasoning meat. So in our family, we don't eat pork. So what I do is I go to the store and I buy the turkey legs. And what I do is I actually individually freeze them. So you can see here, I take it out of the pack because typically you'll get three to four in a pack. Um, and I'll take the turkey legs and I'll actually wrap them and then I'll freeze them. So another uh, tip that I'd like to share with you is that I love greens. I try to eat greens at least um, once a week if possible. Um, so what I do is this is my little uh, trick that I do. I will take a turkey leg and of course I don't want to use all of it because that's a lot of meat. So what I'll typically do is I'll take the meat off and then I'll freeze this in little sections. So what you see here are actually small pieces of the turkey meat that I've actually taken my knife and I'll show you how to do it. You're just gonna take your knife and you're gonna always cut away from yourself so you don't kill yourself, right? You don't wanna cut your hand or your fingers. And I just take little small pieces like that and I put them in little baggies like this and I freeze it so that when I'm ready, if I wanna cook a small batch, I don't have to use the entire turkey leg. So just a little, a little quick tip there. All right, so um, I'm gonna have Grace um, come over and help me in this. Um, I'm just gonna go over the ingredients with you and then we'll walk through what you need. So the first thing we have is um, half a teaspoon of black pepper. And I like a lot of black pepper in mine to give it some kick. Um, here we have half a teaspoon of onion powder. We have one full teaspoon of salt. We have around three cloves of garlic, and this is really my secret. So I like to use, I don't use water. I've heard people say, oh, I put water in my greens. No, if you want your greens to taste really rich, you want a lot of flavor in it, this is my secret. So I actually use chicken base. So this is some that I already have made up, but I'm gonna show you what I do with this. I put this stuff in everything. All of my soups, all of my gravies, all has this in it. So I use the chicken and I use the beef. So this particular one is chicken. Um, so I'm gonna show you how I got to make these two cups of chicken broth. Now, the question comes up a lot. Can I actually buy it in a can? Of course you can buy it in a can. Um, but for me, because I use so much of it, I prefer to have it um, kind of just reduced down like this. So um, here are the two cups. You're actually gonna use four cups of chicken broth. So I'm gonna show you how I actually do this. So if you look at the chicken broth, it's actually kind of like um, just condensed chicken broth. So there's no liquid, there's nothing in it. So this is like really concentrated. So what I do is I just scoop out a tablespoon of the chicken broth, okay? You wanna get all that into your measuring cup. And as you scoop all of this out, you wanna make sure that you have a whisk so that you can whisk it all up and so that it's all not concentrated. So I'm gonna take it over here to the sink. I'm gonna add my two cups of water. And we'll know it's two cups of water because it'll go right to that two cup line. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna actually take our whisk and we're just gonna whisk it all up. Okay, I'm gonna get all that off the edge and whisk it all up. And that's it. So now we actually have four cups of the chicken broth, but I just wanted to show you how you could actually get it and concentrate and actually make your own broth, okay? All right, so now that we've gotten all of our ingredients kind of together, Grace is going to help me um, assemble all of the greens and then we'll start the cooking process. Now before um, Grace actually puts the ingredients into the pot, I wanna show you what to do with your garlic. 
So for me, when I'm cooking my garlic, um, I like to put it in little dices, um, little small dices so that people that don't like garlic, um, they don't have to chew it if they don't want it. So we're just gonna cut little small dices just like this. So we've peeled our garlic and we're just gonna cut them into little small um, dices here. And then we're gonna take our third one. All right, so we've got all of our ingredients. We have our chicken broth, we have our black pepper, we have our onion powder, our salt, and our garlic. That's it. Now, some people actually like to put red pepper flakes in there, and you can if you want to, just for a little kick. Um, but for this recipe, I'm not going to. So we'll have Grace to start assembling everything in the pot so that you can see what we're going to actually um, use. So Grace, if you will, go ahead and carefully pour the chicken stock into the pot. So if you have a little bit of remnant left, it's okay to add just a little bit more water. And I would say maybe about half a cup. Just rinse it so that it's all cleared out. Next, Grace, if you will go ahead and add um, a handful of the greens. Now, let me talk a little bit about layering. So I've seen people on cook shows literally just take the food, dump it, and just pour all the spices in. But when I cook my greens, I like to layer it. And the reason why I like to layer it is because you wanna have a little pepper, you wanna taste a little bit of the onion powder, you wanna taste some of the salt, you wanna taste some of the garlic, but you wanna taste it throughout. You don't want it all in one particular area. So when I cook my greens, I actually layer it. And so I'll walk Grace through how to actually layer this pot of greens. So Grace, what I need you to do is, honey, if you can take just a handful of greens and put that in the bottom, okay? One more handful. And take some of your seasonings now. You're gonna put just a little bit, a pinch of the pepper, okay? A pinch of the onion powder, a pinch of the salt, and some of the garlic. Maybe about two or three. Okay, so then we're gonna do that again. So Grace, if you can take about three handfuls this time. One, uh-oh. Two and three. And you're gonna do the same thing that she just did. So we're gonna take a pinch of the pepper, sprinkle it all throughout. We're gonna do a pinch of the onion powder all throughout, some of the salt, and then some of the garlic. Now again, just as we layered our spices, we wanna layer some of our turkey meat as well. So Grace, if you could take maybe three or four pieces and just layer that throughout. Perfect. All right, and we're going to repeat that again. So you need to just create these layers of greens, seasoning, seasoning meat, um, until you finish the entire colander of your greens. Maybe one more. Okay. That's good. Spicy. 
So as you can see, and I'll let you take a look at these greens. Um, so they are ready to go. And so Grace did a great job of actually taking these greens, doing layer upon layer, greens seasoning meat, green seasoning meat. And so this is exactly what you want it to look like. So now that she's done that, we're gonna take this over to our pot and we're gonna turn the heat on high, okay? So Grace, if you'll grab that lid for me, honey. All right, so we're gonna turn our greens all the way up to high. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take our slotted spoon and we're gonna wait for these greens to just kinda, the, the broth to kinda bubble up. And what is interesting about greens is this might look like a lot of greens, but once it starts to cook, it'll probably dwindle down to about half. So um, I like to use a big pot just so that I can make sure that the seasonings are all blended in well, um, but also that there's enough room. So let me just show you this real quick. If I move the greens out of the way, you see it's about, I would say one fourth of the way filled with liquid. And that's exactly what you wanna do. You don't wanna to put too much liquid, but you do want um, enough so that it can kind of meld all the flavors together. So we'll let this pot heat up. We'll keep it on high. And then once it starts to bubble and boil, then what I do is I will reduce the heat to about medium. Now typically, because these are Hanover greens and they are mustard greens, they don't have to cook as long as collard greens. So I would say if you're cooking these, I would say maybe about an hour is enough time. If you're cooking collard greens, of course, you know you have to cook them a lot longer. Um, but if you're using, say, a mix of greens, um, I would say the average cooking time is about an hour, maybe two hours at the most. Again, collard greens are tougher. It's a tougher green, so you may have to cook that a little bit longer. Um, so it's all based on your preference, but if you like your greens really tender, um, they, these will cook in about an hour. volunteer because I can give my time. Time is the greatest gift because it's all we have and it's not guaranteed. Hi, I volunteer because I love putting a smile on someone's face. I volunteer because so many people have poured into my life and it's only right that I pour into others. I volunteer because our community needs us. We have to give back. I volunteer because our children is our future and we have an obligation to be there by any means necessary because they are our legacy fulfillers. I volunteer because as a troubled teen, I wish there were many professionals who made this stuff readily available in our community for my mother. I volunteer to show love and support to our students, to show them that they have someone in their corner. I volunteer because I love empowering youth and giving back to my community.